Holly moly. Welcome to Crow Jam. This is the podcast where two sisters and an occasional guest have one hour to develop and pitch a board game idea. Uh, and I'm joined by the master of obscure in-jokes, uh, my sister, Georgia. What's up? Um, and our guest for this week, Georgia, you should probably introduce this one. Yeah, because uh, for... The- it's a it's a crow jam first. It's one of my friends instead of one of Miriam's. Uh, so joining us this week is my very uh, close personal friend Nye. Hiya. Hello, Georgia. Hello, Miriam. It is an uh, honor to be here. Truly, oh, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, could you tell our one listener a little bit about yourself, about the kind of board games you like? Absolutely. So, listener. Um, how are you? It feels a bit weird to be addressing you one-on-one in this way, but um, I'm Nye, and I'm a sort of historian. I'm interested in bogs, sort of professionally, um, <laughs> and my interest in board games. Well, I'm sort of like a long-time chess player, or, well, I think chess player is an exaggeration, but me and chess have been acquainted for some time. Um, it's been quite a tumultuous relationship. Um, <laughs> and then I sort of... Um, like, so my stepdad is an absolutely massive board game geek, and and he really developed a love for board games in me. Most critically, I think he, it was through him that I learned the value of cooperative board games. And now, to be honest with you, oppositional board games feel so lonely to me, um, because yeah, like you get a cooperative board game, you know, Forbidden Island, Pandemic Legacy, uh, more recently Spirit Island, and. Um, just like it's just like a two three hour meeting um, <laughs> your dream my dream which is truly my dream um i love it i um you know it's, my only regret really is that they aren't minuted um, <laughs> well i i bet people playing legacy games would probably benefit from taking some minutes to be honest that's true that's absolutely true especially in sort of addressing recurring um issues with decision making um, yeah too close to the sun or is it t- I'm going to be trying to push for us to make a legacy game today that includes minuting. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's good. But I mean, how do you make minuting a game? Because who's scoring the minutes? Well, I feel like the minutes would be more like, I don't know, like you would end up with a, like the minutes would be part of what you got. Like, you know, at the end of Pandemic Legacy, some people will like frame the board or whatever. You yeah. would end up with like a book of minutes. <laughs> you would oh keep... wow! Anyway, yeah, and you could you could highlight in different colors, like different events or things like that. So you could you could see in the minutes like a really bad patch or even arguments. Yeah. You could like have like red highlights for every time the group fell out, and you could see like hopefully a, a very positive trajectory. I've got uh, I've got high hopes for today's jam. But what theme so, are we going to be jamming on? So the word I chose today is bounce. No, I'm just going to interrupt now and say, can you try and keep, like, I don't know what microphone you're using, but, like, your head directed toward it. Sure, is it um, There, quiet? that's good. That's good. It's it's okay. changing in volume. Ah, got it. Okay, I will try to keep my head still and direct it at it. Perfect. I know that's kind of a, lot, a big ask, but, like... It, yeah. it, it is for me. <laughs> this is... We this it is no surprise that you've chosen to b- bounce because you are one of the <laughs> bounciest people I've ever met. But is there what was your uh, what was your thinking behind uh, bounce? Was there something in particular? Um. So the main thing is that in Spirit Island, um, there's a character uh, based on oceans, and that character gets sort of more relevant um, when the tides come in and less relevant when the tides come out. And it got me thinking about rhythm in games. Um, and then I was thinking, what about a rhythm that wasn't supposed to be, um, you know, that, that was perhaps like irregular, but mm. still sort of predictable. Um, and what was the other thing? And I was also thinking, I've been playing stealth games recently. Um, and the sort of games where you do several runs of a level and then you get really, really good at it. And then you mm. just bounce through it in sort of like five minutes. Um, and so I, I took almost a completely different path, but I've been thinking also just about, yeah, just, I guess, stealth games um, and 
those kind of like repetitive games where you move through and it's just like a ballet, I guess, at the very end. You know, those games were like in the first 30 seconds, you put a sandwich down and then 40 minutes later, a guard like stops to pick up the sandwich and so you just escape the level. Um, You've been playing Hitman. I've been playing Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a lot of Hitman speedruns as well. Oh my god, there's such a... It's not like an intentional speedrun. There's just a moment in a video game donkey video where he's talking about Hitman 3 where he just walks into a level, turns around behind him, fires two shots up at a balcony and it's like level complete. Oh, I've seen that. I've actually seen the developer watching that video and the developer goes, I think it took us a year to make that level. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So when I was thinking about bounce as a prompt, I thought about having actual components that are bouncy. So whether you have like a a pinball or a bouncy ball or a springboard or, um, you know, in like Ludo where you have a dice roller that's like one of those domes that you kind of bap and it rolls the dice and it's bouncy. Mm -hmm. I really Um, like that idea. And if I could bounce off it, Please do. <laughs> you could also have like terrain. So sort of like as you develop the game, maybe you change the terrain within the bouncy domain. Um, and as a result, you kind of increase the odds of the bouncing going favorably. Yes, <laughs> this I this I like. Um, other, so I also thought about bouncing an idea around. So maybe a game that's kind of like collaborative uh, and sort of iterative. So like, you know, starting with something and building on it. Uh, And then the other idea that Bounce gave me is the idea of doing something on the Bounce, which is to say twice in a row. So Mm. is it, you know, like that you get to do something twice or you get to uh, make a a move, like there's something that would allow you to double up on your your move? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damn. Okay, well, I've got like... I've got other thoughts, so we're going to need more lines on the diagram. I can do this. I can add more lines to a diagram. Um, I also thought about bouncing around ideas. I thought about the kind of game where you, where there's like a pass your turn or like a bail mechanic. So like in Diamant, where, you know, at a certain point you're like, oh, the risk's gone too high. I'm going to bounce. (laughs) Um, um uh so something about that I thought might be interesting. This is, would be like I don't know, would be a fun game to make, but maybe not like terribly interesting, but like a game with sort of Uno style card mechanics for like reversing effects and moving them around, you know, just like mm. like you know, where someone tries to do it do something to you and you bounce it back at them. I thought that combining that with some other like bouncy element could be fun. Hmm. And I also thought about um, combining the the like brainstorming bouncing ideas uh, like element with uh, the concept of a bouncer. I I semi imagined a kind of one v many game that's a little bit like the reverse of Insider. If any listeners have played that. Uh, where like one person is trying to prevent everybody else from getting the right answer, <laughs> um, where everyone everyone's just kind of like throwing ideas around, and one person's trying to stop the ideas from going in the right direction. But I I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, that that type of game is the type of game that Nye and I both really enjoy playing. I think um, mm. that that kind of like find the imposter party game kind of thing so I do quite like that but I also feel like there's a lot of ideas on this uh this sort of starting screen that I'm quite inspired by so I wonder if we spend a little bit more time kind of narrowing down what we've got before we really start jamming so okay I I think first of all I getting good branch unless anybody's completely committed to that I think that's a good one to start by um, evaporating uh okay we can we can evaporate it but i mean yeah the, the it might sort of come back in there are there are lots of these games where like sort of mm-hmm. practice and and repeating like could could feature but yeah i guess it's <laughs> it feels a bit less bouncy than some of the other ideas though yes it does um 
I feel I... like the the like brainstorming idea bouncer uh, idea while I like it it might be a bit of a simplistic idea to de develop on the pod okay yeah I I'm happy to to put that in the maybe pile I feel like the the parts that I really like were nice point about the idea of like something that has a rhythm but that the rhythm's not super regular Mm. And I do like the idea of something literally bouncing, but I don't really mind what that is. Like, you know, it, it could be like there are games where you pass your turn by throwing something or or something, you know, like maybe the the first player turn is a bouncy ball and bounces around when people are getting selected. Yeah, I quite like the, I would quite like something to literally bounce, if possible. We're going to have I beer agree. pong. <laughs> I was thinking about beer pong, uh, sort of, or something like that for a kind of like an element of randomization. Like instead of rolling a dice or drawing a card, you sort of like almost like a, a pachinko or something like that. Is that what I'm thinking of? Like, mm. you know, you, you bounce something down a a course to try and hit a target or but then I really like Nye's idea of maybe like building the terrain up while you were doing that like well they're definitely not sort of um mutually exclusive I mean yeah you know you, you like you you could for instance like have sort of I, I don't know what the thing you're describing is but if you mean like bouncing something down a course to hit a target but maybe with like concentric rings around it or something as a way of you know rolling a dice effectively um you could it could start perhaps with loads of terrain blocking you from hitting the two, say, that you really want to hit. And you could retract it and add some in the one and three lanes, for instance. Um, it's more like rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was kind of thinking something like that. Like I'm sort of doing like a random little sketch now, but it would be, yeah, like a course where maybe you were trying to get something to end up in one of these buckets or or something kind of or like you talked about maybe there being like concentric circle targets um I don't know if that's something I don't know if that's a game or more of a like activity <laughs> <laughs> um but there's something like scruple scramble there's there's something that I sort of like I feel like in part because Miriam and I recently made a game about uh, the cheese rolling where I really wanted to have like a sloped place, <laughs> but we couldn't really make it work. <laughs> so it could just be that I've uh, resurrected the sloped play surface uh, for no good reason. Um, well, it doesn't mean that it can't be, that it can't be. I mean, the, the question is how to make it so that it's not like, you know, answer a question, right, remove a piece of terrain. Right, the, the terrain has to be a bit more sort of embedded in the gameplay. Is yeah. That... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking as I was sketching about something like, uh, like maybe different players are trying to sort of like almost carve out a landscape a little bit. There's something kind of geographical to it, like a, like a river delta or something like that, so that you're sort of trying to make it so that things roll into your bucket and not into your opponents but you can only do that on some kind of like geological scale if you know yes. what i mean so, so um so you make it like a legacy game right okay. and so you have like a big wedge of wood right maybe made out of different types of wood going down right the top okay. layer is like a very soft wood and then the wood gets harder and harder it's like you carve through it yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> the way it's parallel to the lines the segments are parallel oh, to the okay. lines and so you, you play it over the course of like a year with the same people and everyone <laughs> keeps the same bucket and then every time you say get a question right you get like 30 seconds to have a car <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I love that your your version of this involves a quiz as well <laughs> It's a trivia game, a trivia carving. <laughs> it's it's uh, the first game to combine trivia with whittling in a geography <laughs> context, making it, yes, you guessed it, the most nigh thing ever made. And you call it 
would I lie to you? <laughs> I love the idea of it being a legacy game. I am not entirely sure about it involving literal whistling, but I, I'm not opposed. <laughs> I was imagining something more like like peg based like you know mm. you would kind of have like the holes and slots that you could pop things into yeah i was definitely imagining kind of like a mr potato head um yeah interface <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if there's something like but maybe it could have kind of like layers on layers so if you imagine yeah. i'll draw try and draw kind of a cross section that maybe some of the first things you can add are quite like low profile, quite kind of like- Yeah, quite shallow. Yeah, like, like kind of smooth little bumps, but then they have like sockets of their own. Uh, and then you can like add a little cops of trees oh, on the top. Yes, that's the way to do it. But you don't get to do that in like the first, like it's genuinely played on some kind of geographical time scale time scale yeah <laughs> so like the first like the first play session you guys can only do like <laughs> this is definitely not anything is the thing like i'm sort of excited about this idea and i also know that there is not a game <laughs> that's just a what weird if... thing to do <laughs> i've i've started the timer should i not have done no, that start the timer i think we're i think we've got to pull this band-aid off I was wondering, what if this could be a cooperative game? Okay. Like, uh, oh, there's the the like reference in my head is this weird little game that was on one of those like flash game websites back in the day, and there was like a cube which you could interact with and cause things to happen. God, and, I was just thinking about that cube game the other day. And like, I never completed it. You needed to do the things in a very specific order in order to like get the iterations right like there was kind of like a not a cause and effect but things needed to like interact with each other in certain ways in order to like make the next stage happen so I guess if this if this weird thing we're talking about could be a cooperative game it would sort of be along those lines where we have like an end state oh or... I see yeah but perhaps like stages on the way so you know before you're allowed to get the marble to the very end of the course you have to get it into like bucket one and it might take you like three games to get it into bucket one. But then, you know, once you get it into buckets two, three and four, which are maybe further down the slate, mm. um, then you're allowed to get it into, you know, the final bucket and the final bucket then is a win. And you get maybe 12 runs at it, you know, bouncing up pandemic legacy, basically. Um, you get sort of 12 runs at it and maybe there's like seven buckets to fill. But every time you put stuff on the slate, it costs you a run, if you know what I mean. Like every go you have, you put things on the slate. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this would be incredible. There's uh, but... something about it that I truly, truly love. But it's, I also am um, like, I don't even know if I mean this in a bad way because I feel like what we're proposing is boring. But I don't True. necessarily mean that that's bad. It's more like, it's kind of literally glacial mm. like you know it's it's slow play like literally you spend it over the course of a year maybe but also it's like um you know small changes small things that you're doing so I want it to feel a little bouncier mm. while keeping the stuff that's exciting to us which I think is you know this really quite kind of physical tactile feel yeah. and the idea of it being like I, I I just there is something fun to me about the contrast between it being about these very very sort of slow geological processes but it, I also want it to kind of feel a little bit like pinball like mm -hmm. I want it to have some bounce as well I don't know if that how, is sort of triggering anything for anyone how concerned are we about practicality very unconcerned I, I would okay. say that almost every uh game we've made on this on especially on the video version of the show has had some kind of insane uh <laughs> like special part that would cost a bajillion dollars to manufacture okay how, how do we feel about since we're talking about 
geological timescales. How do we feel about including water in some capacity? Oh, like literally having like some... I have wondered about this in the past, like whether it's feasible to make a game that includes like actual fluids. I think um, if you've wondered about it in the past, we should uh, we should think about how possible it would be. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe it could just be like one of the, like if we're still thinking about a legacy game, maybe it's mm -hmm. just like one of the play sessions you have to flood it. Like, <laughs> oh yes, no, that's a really good idea. I yeah, I was thinking about like, you know, you can get um like sort of from a museum you might get like a little like excavated dinosaur like an like a paleontologist kit though where it has yeah, kind of like, like I guess plaster. kind of like a like a plaster composite type thing and you're meant to like pick a pick and brush away at it and get the thing underneath. Yeah, I guess I guess I was thinking about that from the perspective of like what could it be made of that water would interact with like in an Kind of like, like bath bomb material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I. Like... Yeah, I like I like that. Like it wouldn't be all the parts, but it would just be like you would have. You know how, like in legacy games, you'll like open an envelope or a box to get some new component. It would be like I don't know on on session three or whatever. It's like open box three and you get these components that are like water soluble in some way. And those are like the parts you're using to build that turn. Or even sort of um, like a little valley within the thing mm. is made out of water soluble material. Yeah, so um, it, it would actually like have some Yeah. Some and, and then, so chapter three is maybe like just a little syringe full of water or something <laughs> that you like put into a hole at the back and you squeeze it and then it like erodes all of the water soluble stuff away and you're left with a totally different game board than you had before. Oh my God, I do kind of, I do love it. Like there's something so completely bizarre about it <laughs> that I just can't, I just find completely irresistible. Like <laughs> I feel like maybe it wouldn't be like, wood with pre-drilled peg holes then it would be more like what's that stuff that you stick flowers in i feel like oh. this has the, te oh. the, te oasis. the texture of oasis does that mean anything to you Nye? no it doesn't it's kind this is very embarrassing no it's not embarrassing no one would need to know this it's a kind of flower arranging foam that absorbs water but holds flowers firmly in position um, but I think it breaks down with like uh, enough water. Yeah, that looks good. So it would be like a, like maybe the whole wedge would actually be made of that because you could easily stick things into it. But it would mm -hmm. also like, you know, it would have a reaction to being soaked as part of the of one of the games. Maybe probably towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What are the other sort of geological events we can enact on our wedge? So we've thought about like water erosion. I think maybe like things growing, like, yeah, uh, you know, the way that like root systems can kind of hold something together. Mm. So maybe you would have pieces that might have sort of like multiple pins that that go in to create kind of a like more structural integrity maybe. But if we're making it out of Oasis and it's <laughs> gonna have water in it. So you're thinking we could have real fun. Well, why can't we just store it on a windowsill? <laughs> <laughs> we could, it could come like, uh, you know, pre-impregnated with grass seeds and stuff. Like, well, the problem is that this is becoming less and less of a game by the second, but I it's also, also sort of- <laughs> It's also getting less bouncy, I feel. Can <laughs> I- <laughs> we have, yeah. <laughs> Can I um, sort of, I guess, if if I could distill this into something that feels maybe a bit bouncier and a bit more game-like and possibly remove some of these more, like, very fun but a little impractical elements. It's reasonable. Rain us in. What mm -hmm. if the game we're playing has lots of little marbles 
and we're kind of talking about like it's it's like a I guess underneath the surface it's like a little marble run and okay this doesn't make as much sense as it like I didn't think it through but I was kind of imagining that the things we're doing are like uh either trying to like prevent or control quote-unquote soil erosion but where the soil is represented by like lots of little marbles <laughs> um oh wow yeah uh, I like that so the thing that this made me think is that if we had the target cups at the end rather than them being like you know each player scoring points if we go into more of a collaborative thing it would be more like they produce some kind of of resource so like at some point in a play session you decide to run the marbles and they all get collected in here and these this bucket gives you plants and this bucket gives you boulders or something like that okay yeah and then that's the resource that you have to like build up the play surface further Mm. oh yes i like different things so like perhaps it's hard to but like they've obviously got different shapes right or different effects like one yeah. maybe slows down more or one yeah yeah oh or you know they could you could have like you could be a little bit more abstract with the idea perhaps and have like riverbanks or something and then you would get like long pieces that you could use to kind of make you know to like channel things in a particular direction so let's say like you need more plants but that's hard to get to without losing marbles but if you get these long pieces you can kind of like create a bit of a barrier along the side yeah so that you then have more plants for next time mm -hmm. so you're kind of building something up over time does that make sense mm -hmm. that hey, so if they're like the resources choices. but if they're the resources that you get to put on the board why do you why do you like what are you trying to get them into to win? Yeah, that's the other thing. That gives thing. <laughs> you more control over the resources, but hmm. Yeah, what does what does winning at this look like beyond like you have a fun time with a cool wedge? <laughs> winning is realizing that you shouldn't have tried to control it in the first place. Mm. <laughs> um yeah hmm okay what if the wedge is just part of something else what if like um this is rather than being like the whole play surface it's more like the wedge is is part of oh you're saying uh, we're adding more to this game <laughs> yes. no no it's, <laughs> it, it sounds like more but i mean it's less so like you have the the cool fun time wedge um but then you also just have like uh like a a play a play field and maybe that's where you make more of the changes like um uh what do i what what do i mean so like rather than doing a, like adding a lot of stuff to the wedge maybe you're adding more stuff down here that would have like scoring capabilities mm -hmm. okay or something so that, <laughs> so that that's like the end game portion of the game i guess is like rolling all your marbles down and then scoring what you get at the end and you like only roll the marbles down on the 12th playthrough Oh, so you're like building it up the whole time trying to create <laughs> <I'm> like <well, laughs> and you have to keep it set up in your house for 12 months. <laughs> and then you finally get to roll the marbles down. It lasts for one second. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this game. It's the worst one yet. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Oh, no, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's kind of like a cross between your geography project and crazy golf. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's crazy jolf. G e o l. 
Okay, can we actually, now that that has been voiced out loud, maybe that is something we can, I don't want to scratch like everything that we've talked about off the drawing board, but like, I like the idea of a game that's just like miniature crazy golf, but that uses like landscape elements and that you can change those landscape elements. There's like a volcano and if you hit, if you hit the ball in there it pops out the top and um okay no i even we could even have like a flexible set of elements without a rule set like you could use it to play horse um you know with like a sort of interchangeable game board design a course you do it and then if you can do that shot other people have to try to do it that kind of thing Mm. okay so is this more like okay so thinking about making this bouncier there's a a like um there's dexterity games like flick em up and stuff like that uh where like you interact with elements by flicking them um that could sort of have uh like relevance here am i still connected yeah that's good um so you could like build the board collaboratively using like elements uh and then yeah like uh like i said you could then sort of like try and make a trick shot and try and have someone else make the same trick shot uh that could be pretty cool and then it's kind of like a like um there's there could be like a an ultimate chicken horse element where like if you can do the thing then you get to add something to make it harder for everyone else <laughs> and then yeah. the landscape is evolving but not necessarily in like um oh i i sort of way. like this because it almost feels like a, you know like a sort of a game from mount olympus kind of thing <laughs> like like oh. gods playing with the lives of mortals <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's in the crazy golf arena yeah the gods are like oh they've invented trains we need more mountains (laughs) so it would be a bit like so you'd have like a contained arena rather than a wedge yeah like it would have kind of walls maybe and then you would add things so there would be like Holes already pre-drilled with like sort of a inherent an inherent score of one or something like that, and then through some mechanism you get to add like geographical features. <laughs> I love how like diorama y it feels. Like yeah. <laughs> It's sort of silly, but I would find that very appealing. I like it. I wonder, can we go back to some of the impractical, crazy ideas that we had? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, water features, like real yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing, like, I'd like it to be possible to, to yeah, add real, real water features, for example, or to like plant and grow grass seeds in there over the course of the year or something like that i don't think that's too bad i mean like you know you could have one area that's sort of like dirt right and that's very practical i mean that's easy um and so then it's just a matter of sort of like putting seeds in and hoping i mean how deep does it have to be (laughs) not not very deep i don't think no like you know yeah like cress cress on a sponge i've i'm i'm doing a lot of like extremely uh deep cuts with my references here but i'm now thinking about perhaps the deepest cut of all do you do you remember the toy that we had i think it's still in the shed <laughs> with the little like it's just got a little silver ball and it there's just a little course and the like yeah the giraffe picks it up with his mouth and puts it on the slide yeah, the slide like yeah, that's actually in mum and dad's living room right now. And you know what? I recently played with it, and it was loads of fun. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> Next time you're home, definitely play with it. 
<laughs> also, this goes out to our listeners. Play with your childhood toys. <laughs> Keep the wonder alive. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that like talking about sort of water elements and things like that, I guess it kind of made me think of that because whether or not we had them physically made out of the correct materials, there could be those kind of like interactive things that like kind of you get the ball in there and then it moves the ball like along a sort of prescribed route. Yeah. So is <laughs> wind it... the handle so the little turtle spins around along the track. And... <laughs> well, we, we could, if we wanted not to make it more of a dexterity game, we could have sort of certain preloaded entry points, right? You know, like a, um, a pinball, like yeah. pirate. And that would give a measure at least of regularity. And so it would allow more, the terrain to be more meaningful. Right? So it's kind of like a build your own pinball, but in the geography. Mm, I don't, I, I like that. And I like the idea that's more golf-like, like being able to take multiple shots and, you know, like act, line up and angle your shots. Mm. I think I like both of those. One of them, it, like you said, is more consistent, like everyone would be taking the same shot. And one of them is more uh, s- skill-based in like inverted yeah. commas. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know which of those I like. Mm, I think I slightly prefer the golf one. It's a bit more like pool as well, which is another game. Yeah, both of us enjoy a great deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. What, Miriam, have you played many kind of like flick 'em up style dexterity games? Uh, no, I really haven't. Uh, I um, as you can imagine, not the best <laughs> at them. <laughs> I've played, I played um, Flying Goblin. Um, oh, and... you have a little catapult for that, don't you? Yeah, that that's so cool. A little catapult, but uh, I think that this is. I I like the sort of golf version. I think. Like in the sense that I feel like that, I don't know what I don't know how the small pinball e version would work, or I guess I like the idea of the of you like making the golf shots and then like how you score allows you to change the uh the terrain. Mm. Oh, that's my. I guess go on. No, I, I that that's something I hadn't really thought about. But like you could start with like just so there would just be one target. Um, but then maybe like and and one like a start zone where you have to start from. And then uh, you make you try and make a shot and the number of attempts it takes you like influences what like what you can then add to the board for next time kind mm. of thing yeah. so like you would still so everyone would take their turn and one person would do it in one shot and one person would do it in two and one would do it in three and then they get like in that order you'd get your like pick of uh things that you could add then everyone adds their thing they add their like you know a bunker like a sand pit and uh water hazard uh and then you go again Mm -hmm. and like trick shots are encouraged now it's hard um and and then you also like sort of keep score golf style and that's how you determine the winner maybe by lowering sorry Sorry. come again Uh, i just said by lowering the score yeah so maybe one of the elements you can add is like little feet on on underneath the board to like tilt it in one direction or another. Oh my god! Oh, that's fun. That's and so I, cool. Then we're I back to the fun think... wedge. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think maybe, I mean, it it would be hard not to make a single obstacle too obstructive, um, but you could also have different starting areas for different players. Also, the fun wedge perfectly segues into the fun wedge yolf. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you didn't want to go down that route. Which I do. Um, yeah, I think in terms of like the obstacles and how you would make them 
sort of like how you would make them work without making them too obstructive is I feel like you would have this sort of loses some of the most exciting thing, but I think there would always be a selection available equal to the number of players. And then depending on, so I would say maybe going on like reverse score from the last round. So the worst yeah. player gets first pick of those things and gets to place it. At, and then the player with the highest score gets to choose last. Mm-hmm. Um so that it's a bit like self-leveling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I agree and... with Nye, actually, that each player having their own unique starting area could then make it kind of... Uh, it would be possible to gang up on the best player. Yeah, it's tactically interesting, and I think that's fun. I mean, it would be possible to gang up in a way that was, like, really, like really unworkable. Like, if everyone was ganging up and just, you know, fully surrounded your spot. I think that you know, people would still be laughing and having a good time. How do we win this game? I th- I think you play a certain number of rounds and then the person with, like, the lowest score at the end is the winner. Just mini, mini golf rules. Mm-hmm. But maybe you could also have some kind of, like, pe- people's choice thing where, like, uh, each round you sort of vote on who placed the most interesting obstacle or um you do it like a round of golf and you have like hole one which would be the one in the middle and then like hole two which could be like right near player one starting place and then hole three you know and so then the placement of obstacles becomes interesting because while that bunker may be really bad for player four you know this shot next shot it's actually going to be helpful for instance okay so Mm. yeah so you would have like a an order in which the holes had to be played. Um, and once all the holes have been played, that's the end. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I think it would be easy for one player to get stuck. But, I mean, I guess that's golf. <laughs> yeah, in, in golf, you can also do a mulligan where you add one to your stroke count and start again. Mm. So, like... You know, you it could really follow quite uh, golfy, golfy golf rules. <laughs> Here's the thing that I really want to be able to do, and right now, as I'm imagining it, I don't quite have it figured out. Is that I can see how you could create obstacles that are taller than the surface of the play surface. So I can see how you can add things on top. I am really interested in how I could add obstacles that go lower than the play surface. Yeah. Create dips, bunkers, uh, holes, I guess. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know if that's possible. I mean, one way to do it would be to have the surface be like malleable, like made of Play-Doh or something, but that doesn't feel very like, I don't know. It, it feels sticky. <laughs> Yeah, not conducive to rolling or, or very bouncy. Even. Yeah, yeah, not bouncy. Um, the other thing you could maybe do would be to have, like, removable sections where you could slot something else in instead, but then that makes obstacle placement less, uh, less free, if you yeah. see what I mean. So, like, you could, like have a, a hole in the board where you could slot a new section in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just not possible and it's, the job is just to make the, the other obstacles as interesting as possible. Yeah. I guess the version that I'm imagining is kind of like you know, uh, like in like a soft play session, you might have the like foam jigsaw pieces on the floor. Yes. I guess something a bit like that, where like there's a sort of regular uh, number and arrangement of, of foam pieces that the thing's made out of. And to make a hole, you would just remove one like 
it's yeah it's not particularly free but I guess that you would <clears throat> like have I guess I feel it feels like it still leaves a, an amount of freedom for placing things on top and once something's placed on top then obviously that like puzzle piece can't be removed okay yeah so it could be yeah so there could, could be also, go ahead now you could also have sort of natural undulations which on their own are fairly unobstructive and I, yeah i realize i'm returning to an earlier idea here but once they were filled with water it would be very difficult to navigate with the marble yeah no i'm you not know? i'm not mad at that as an idea um so so it would just have like a naturally uneven i guess it would have to be uneven in kind of an even ish way like you know not advantaging or disadvantaging one position but with everyone having to play all the holes i think you could do that um and yeah like so then you would have the option when it's your turn to do uh when it's your turn to add an obstacle to just fill it with water or if you're really far behind you can fill it with like honey or glue <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that'll help you if you're the worst player <laughs> He's got like a glue covered marble. Like, it won't even get clean, so you can't even get it like to go any distance. No, I do. Um, yeah, I think there could just be natural like divots in the um in the play surface, and also you could then like use uh pieces to bridge that, right? Like if oh, you wanted wow. to, if that was presenting a problem for you, you could put a bridge over it. Um. Okay, I feel like we have the game. Miriam, how are we doing on time? Uh, we have uh, 27 minutes left. Can we quickly go back over the last sort of bits of, like the last few ideas that we've talked about? So let me just move on from the cool fun time wedge uh, and into, <laughs> so I feel like this slide was where the idea started to coalesce which is a regularly shaped board with pre-drilled target holes. Or if Miriam's idea of a kind of mosaic of tiles was, if we held on to that, you could actually build up the board. So it would kind of be like a tray into which you slotted a load of tiles and some of them would have holes in them and some of them would be starting areas. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a board with golf holes in it. Uh, you take it in turns to play the first hole, kind of dexterity flicking game style. Uh, then the person with the lowest score gets to choose the first obstacle, reversing back to the player with the highest score. You place obstacles, then you have to play the second hole. So pretty much you're gonna start trying to like disadvantage the player who's in the lead uh, as quickly as you can. Mm. Um, yeah. and then we talked about potentially being able to add water hazards, maybe the game comes with a little bag of sand um, <laughs> things of that kind are we sticking with the kind of legacy game idea where like you make the changes in the course of a round and then they stay consistent and you play another round another time it's the most interesting and chaotic um, and while we're not making it I think that I would like to stick with it as well as because you're adding like water and stuff like that. I've just got this image of like, uh, like a gradually sort of less and less plastic looking and more and more sort of sand covered, weathered, worn, you know, it's like the, the, the signs that water has been on it and then it's dried and like the sort of the, the landscape, like not only like uh, builds up, but also like becomes, looks less and less like a game set and more and more like a landscape over time. It's like, different features get added and evaporate or uh, spread really, across the board. That is very fun. It's One got the like I really like vibes. Mm. <laughs> and I also feel like it something that I found quite inspiring when we were talking before was this idea of it being kind of like a game played at that scale by like, you know, by, by the gods kind of thing. Like that it, it does have this geographical element to it. 
So I'm imagining that it has kind of like a like a kind of click fit lid <laughs> that goes over the top like a Tupperware. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> um, to keep the water from evaporating too much between play sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a super crazy game. I really should have expected this. Uh, what do you do if like critters start living in your golf course? Is that like, just part of it? That's encouraged. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's got to be part of the game. Like the, the goal is to create a microbiome, right? Like that's. <laughs> And then, oh my God, and then you could have little like ecological wars. Like you could sort of, you know, like if you came last twice, you could play the super long game. And in your first one, like plant loads of seeds. And then the second one, flood it. <laughs> so, like, five games down the line, you could have a massive forest blocking everyone apart. <laughs> like even if I can't win, I, can't, I can make sure no one else has a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else spends all of their points just trying to cut back the compressed forest. <laughs> So to what extent do we see this as having like like I was certainly imagining like obstacles being pieces that come with the game that you can add but on the other hand over the course of talking we've talked about you know like chaotic things that you could just do yourself so is it just like rather than the player in last place gets like the pick of the obstacles from the predetermined obstacle set is there like predetermined obstacles available but it's just like the player in last place gets to modify the play surface first oh yeah and they can modify it however they desire or does there need to be like some kind of um do there need to be parameters on that i guess is it more fun with or without parameters <laughs> I um I guess the it's sort of a question of whether we have components or whether we have materials <laughs> like yeah. you follow like do we have like bits that you can stick in uh that are like you know like pre-shaped or like uh regularly designed or do we have like clay sand seeds you know <laughs> like stones like yeah I feel like we should have components and materials mm -hmm. um and that it would work like so you would have both the kind of like pre-made, pre-cut parts, you know, like walls and ramps and things, and you can add those. But then there would also be little individual Tupperwares of of clay or of sand uh, that you could select, just like you might select a component uh, and then add it like to the to the play surface. But I think there would just only be one of each, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So you could either choose to add something that's quite a sort of standard component, or you could take the blob of Play-Doh and really smush it onto the surface there, build like a sort of custom barrier around the your opponent-like starting area. I guess the other way of doing it would be for there to just be like clay, like for people to just build elements of the board using clay. And there would just have to be rules about not like filling up the golf holes. <laughs> <laughs> like there isn't real golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, if it was Play-Doh, that would then make for it optional whether it was a legacy game or replayable, hmm. which could be fun. I I guess I was just really attracted by the like by the idea of having a game set that just ended up like yeah. the life on it ended up being a part of it. Yeah, um, I I really agree. Actually, I don't want it to be boring and lame. I want it to grow moss. 
<laughs> yeah. you just end up with like a really rancid moth box <laughs> it just like stinks every time you open it I think we should try and avoid it being stinky if we can okay. but um, <laughs> but I, I mean it is just more exciting that way isn't it if like the, the only thing about it well it, this isn't a negative thing it's just a thing to think about in the context of like legacy play is that if you were going to do something like plant seeds, that wouldn't have any advantage for you that session. Yeah. You would just be doing it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's not bad. No. I, I don't mind that. In fact, I think that this game, I mean, as it exists conceptually, I think in practice it's got um, maybe some flaws. I, but... I name one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to overstep. Um, <laughs> I just have a, a reservation or two about how this might work in practice. Um, but I think that this game conceptually very much lends itself to uh, like goofy strategies that might not necessarily win, but are like creative engagements with sort yeah. of the rule set, right? Like that's, you know, we're literally creating an organic thing. Um, and that. And I think that, you know, planting seeds just because it's funny to create those on something that you're nominally playing a game on is is exciting. Yeah. I also think like this has something that I think sort of ticks boxes for all of us, which is that this is a game that is like ecological in nature. Like mm. it's so I, I think that it would be really it would be really silly for us to steer away from that thing that I think kind of all of us found exciting even if it's ridiculous yeah like, yeah we no no one's gonna be stocking this at their board game cafe i can say that with some confidence <laughs> yeah it, it does well i mean like in general like, yeah. we prefer to, for our games to not grow mold if at all possible <laughs> it's a lot it can't always be avoided but we've got geol but you have to play it outside <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? I think that lets me move on to the next question I want to ask, which is: is is this game called Crazy Jolf? <laughs> I think it's called Crazy Jolf. Oh, could we consider Jolf? How just... Are you just so without the crazy? Yeah. Oh, I like the crazy in brackets. I like the crazy in brackets. <laughs> 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 it's also so close to Crazy Jeff. <laughs> Oh, I just keep reading it as Crazy Jeff. He's the mascot. <laughs> yeah, he, I was just about to say that. He's the mascot on the box. <laughs> crazy Jolf. With me, Crazy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Crazy Jeff's Crazy Jolf. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Uh, what do we, I guess, like... There's two, in terms of like sort of brand and visuals, there's kind of two questions, I guess, like what would the box design, like insofar as it has graphic design, what does that look like? And I guess with the starting components before we've started adding like clay and stones and water features, what do those look like? Do they, do they lean into the like organic feel or would it be more fun to have kind of a contrast? So in my imagination, it's all one thing. Well, I guess it would have to be a box with two levels. So you would have like the level that was actually the play surface. So mm. it have edges and the pre-drilled holes. And then it would have a level that contained all the components. So the little Tupperwares of sand and clay and grass seeds and also, you know, wooden wedges and things. The whole thing in my mind is made of wood. Okay. Um, except for that it has a Tupperware style clip on lid, like that's clear hmm. so that you can look in and see your <laughs> golf course. So it would be like um, a tiered, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and sketch someone talk while I draw because otherwise I'm going to struggle. What do we think the size of our game is? I've been imagining something sort of small, like on the scale of like, you know, if if your science teacher sets up a tray to do an erosion experiment, but 
I think maybe it wants to be bigger than that, both yeah. for like the ability to like have like you know to do the like shots and like it needs to be big enough for people's hands to kind of not dwarf it I guess yeah I was certainly imagining something that would kind of like fill a medium-sized table yeah okay yeah and I mean there's no I mean yeah the the only other thing that I was thinking was is there is there an angle for keeping this thing outside yeah definitely it's almost yeah it could almost be a garden game (laughs) lawn game um (laughs) yeah you're just drawing a cold frame (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically so like so your hold on let me let me label it up let me label it up so like your components go here in this level you play surfaces here Mm -hmm. and then this is the lid but the lid yeah. has like clippy clippy edges um yeah. but yeah it's it's made of wood minimal plastic like mostly biodegradable components yeah uh and then i think the idea of it being on two levels could be good as well because you could set it up so that the golf balls fall into the box underneath i don't know why that would be good <laughs> <laughs> i guess it wouldn't actually <laughs> <laughs> like a pool table system where they're like a crew at one open end of the components tray. Mm. Um, uh, all right, this is okay. I'm, we're going to quickly recap what we covered in this episode, I think. So, the theme that Nye brought was bounce. Um, we talked a lot about some of the different ideas that bounce inspires in us. We talked about uh, rhythm, we talked about having com- bouncy components uh, and one of the ideas that came out of that that we all found a little inspiring was the idea of a game that had some kind of changing terrain. So we messed around for quite a lot with the idea of what I think I called the cool fun time wedge, uh, <laughs> which is like a ramp that you were gonna we were gonna roll marbles down and make some kind of geological changes to to uh, create kind of a legacy, game uh, that was to do with a marble run which had ideas that all of us liked but something wasn't quite sticking we liked the legacy we liked the geological element but the cool fun time wedge had to go uh and at right. some point in the conversation we started talking about a flicky dexterity game um <laughs> which came onto the idea of a kind of like geological crazy golf. Uh, And that is where we roughly settled. So we came up with a game where players take it in turns to make sort of crazy golf, dexterity, flick shots, uh, and then to modify the play surface in a legacy game style so that it gets more and more convoluted, both by adding like components of kind of fixed dimensions but also by adding sand water clay and so on to create an even more uneven and strange surface we talked about some of the different ways that obstacles might be figured and incorporated uh we (laughs) thought about some goofy strats and that we wanted it to be kind of as strange and uh organic as possible uh and we think we settled on the name Crazy Jolf, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is perfect, no notes. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about how it might be packaged in a, a way where it would be totally okay to keep it outdoors, that it would be in a sort of layered wooden box, quite large, uh, that allowed for sort of multiple plays with a lid to kind of keep your water hazards from drying out. <laughs> Or, or indeed or outdoors getting too wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of our weirder ones. I feel like video episodes are so conducive to just the stupidest ideas you've ever heard, <laughs> which I think is an, a, a strength. This kind of resembles the like, what was, Sans Lit kind of resembles the like little like outdoor home that Kieran and Anna built for their tortoise. Um, 
And well, I, I think that's always a good thing in a game if it looks like a home for a tortoise. Yes, precisely. Um, well, this was so much fun. We we did it with uh, like a whole 10 minutes on the clock. Geniuses. Um, Born game makers. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, Nye. I've Do you been... have anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, yes, actually, uh, very relevantly. Um, bogs in Boxes are available uh, from the Lancashire Wildlife Trust. Um, so visit your local bog and ask about a bog in a box. Is this actually you, real? This is actually real. So and what is you a bog eat, in a box? A bog in a box is um, basically like a few layers of peat, um, sort of from the, like, the low layers of peat, which bogs are made from, all the way up to sort of sphagnum moss at the very top. Um, and it's a fully functioning bog. Uh, so it does everything that your local bog will do, um, but it's in a box. Okay. What? I, this is, I'm, I am the least ecologically trained of the three of us. What do a bog do? <laughs> what that bog do though? <clears throat> what that bog do though? <laughs> that bog, um, the main thing that a bog does is it makes peat. So basically because it's water saturated, when the sort of plants die at the top level, um, they don't fully decompose and that partially decomposed material in the you know uh, anaerobic conditions forms peat and that's that's what bogs do so if you leave it for if you leave your bog in a box in a sort of a sunny area and make sure that it stays hydrated um in like sort of 100 years or so um you'll have an extra 10 centimeters of peat yeah it's uh can... it's very carbon fixing yeah. Or like, there's a good carbon sink. Okay, cool. So it's not a method by which I could make some peat to heat my house. <laughs> Maybe you're... Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, don't be heating your house with peat, everyone. Mm, just a little bit of peat. <laughs> if one you want to have her. emphysema, I... be my guest. Yeah, I guess I don't want to have emphysema. Um, <laughs> and on, on that note, uh, I just want to say thank you, Nai, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Both. Thank you, Miriam, for hosting. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, sorry, I was a little quiet. I am suffering with quite the cold. <laughs> I had it last week. It is a stinker. Thank you, listener, for listening. Thank you, mm. listener. We love you, listener. Join us uh, next time for me. Pro Jam. Good call. Good call. Ah!